God bless. Welcome to the podcast, The Way to Heaven. The topic of today is the end of times. And I feel like it is important to talk about this topic because uh, not many people talk about it, you know, and the people that do talk about it, they don't make that much of a big deal about it, you know, like, like they don't make it, they make it look like something that's going to be easy to go through, you know, and when in reality, then the time is going to be something painful, like it's going to be the worst. The Bible says that it's going to be worse than it, than it has than ever than it has been or ever it will ever be. All right. So today we have a special guest, right? A good friend and a brother in Christ from the state of Iowa, our brother Salvador. God bless you. Yes, I'm right here. How you doing? I'm doing great. And you? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be um, on the podcast. No, yeah, it's an honor to have you on the podcast on the first episode. It's an honor to have you on the first episode of the podcast. So we're going to start right away. Uh, I would like to invite you guys to open the Bible in Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. Amen. I'm going to let our brother Salvador talk about this, uh, these verses and read it for us. Yes. So uh, the reason I chose Matthew 24, 10 to start off with is because this is one of like the top verses for the end times. Uh, you know, Jesus spoke about the end times throughout the Gospels, but I feel like Matthew, um, in Matthew, he really emphasized it. So um, I like how he gets straight to the point on verse 10. It says, um, I have the... NIV version, by the way, it says in verse 10 of Matthew 24, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will be, and will betray and hate each other. Verse 11 says, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Verse 12 says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. And then verse 13, it says, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And then 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So I read from verse 10 to verse 14 of Matthew, and I feel like this is basically all the verses of the end times in a nutshell. Like, if you really wanted to explain to somebody what's going to happen during the end times, um, to somebody that's in the church, I feel like these are some, some of the perfect verses that you could use to, to help them understand. Because it says the love of many will grow cold, or of most. In this version, it says the love of most will grow cold. So what does that mean? So love, if you have love, it means you have Jesus Christ in your life. You accepted him as your, you know, Amen. Lord and Savior. So basically when that love grows cold, it means that they have turned away from Jesus. They have turned their back on Jesus. And I feel like this is something that's going on now in the world. There are so many people in the world that 
know about Christ, that know Christ, that at one point worshipped Christ, and now they are back to their, you know, evil ways and, you know, worse than they were before. And this is just a sign, you know, that we are in the last days. We are in the final times. And in reality, I mean, it's something that we should all really be worried about. And it's not like a worry for us to just sit down and um, think, you know, over and over again, like, oh, like, it's time times, what am I going to do? It's like a worry of, like, I have to, you know, get good with God. And be ready. I have to have my faith firm in Christ and know that I am following Christ the way that, you know, he intended it. Because a lot of people are deceived. A lot of people think they are following Christ, but their love has grown cold. And some don't even realize it, you know. So I think it's an important, important topic to talk about. And, you know, just to spread awareness of the signs of the end times and how to know, you know, if my love is growing cold, you know, because I don't want to be that person that when Jesus comes and when the end times happen, that my love is grown cold, you know. I think um, we are in time. It's still, you know, the day of mercy. It's still a day of salvation. So it's important to talk about this topic. It is, honestly. And honestly, looking at this country, right, the U.S., we see a lot of people divided. We see a lot, of, a lot of people that, you know, they have hatred against each other, you know, against a president, you know. There's a lot of people that don't like a president, you know. And honestly, us as Christians, we know we should love uh, uh, everybody, you know, and also our president, you know. He's also a human being, you know, so we shouldn't really have hate towards him. You know, and I see a lot of people having hate, you know, having hate against cops, you know, being like, you know, Black Lives Matter, which... You know, I'm so I, I support that. You know, honestly, I do. You know, because they do matter. All lives matter, right? You know, Hispanic, right, black, you know, etc. You know, but the way this country is acting about it, you know, doing protests, you know, like violent protests, you know, and and you know, doing vandalism, you know, I don't think that's the way. You know, violence. You know, there's a lot of violence. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of people that you know have. Hatred, you know that that their their love has uh, you know been cold, right? Mm-hmm. Even like towards parents, you know, people that hate their parents, people that hate their sons, even like in in our own family, there's people that hate each other, you know. And this is what the Bible warns us about, you know. And we should really be worried about this, actually. And yes, comment? and you touched you touched some very important points about you know. Um, hatred you know even within a family and um i mean that's understandable but i mean the hatred is getting to a point where even inside the church you know there's brethren that you know hate each other and it's getting to the point where i mean there is no limit for hate i mean parents are hating their kids kids are hating their parents and we're seeing stuff that we didn't see before you know and uh uh, you're kind of touching into like Second uh, Timothy uh, chapter three, where it says like, you know, at the end times that people it will be disobedient and not you know to their parents, and people are going to be ungrateful and proud and abusive and stuff like that. But I think this verse that that we're touching here on verse ten of Matthew twenty four, it's kind of the basics, right? Because it talks about. 
um, you know, people being deceived and false prophets. It's basically like a summarized um, version of what's going to happen in the end times. And I think what's really going to affect the church, you know, is what it talks about in Matthew 24, where it talks about um, the love of most will grow cold and um, false prophets and people being deceived because that's inside the church. You know, there's going to be stuff that's going out that's going to be going on outside of the church that um, it's going to affect us. But within the church, there's going to be hate, you know, there's going to be um, false prophets that a lot of people are going to follow. And we've, we, I mean, we can see some of that now. I mean, there's thousands of people that are deceived, you know, following, um, you know, these gossips that uh, promise money and fortune and, um, material things and so many people are going for it because it's what people want to hear you know nobody wants to talk about sin nobody wants to talk about hell and nobody wants to talk about the end times so I think as a younger generation I think it's important for us to not just talk about the good things you know I think it's important to talk about you know the the bad times that are coming for those that really don't you know give their life to Christ the way that they should because a lot of people like I said before think that they are saved but we have to look at ourselves in the mirror of Christ and see am I really born again am I really a different person am I giving fruit am I am I repenting you know or am I living worldly I mean so many people think they're saved and they're living in a worldly way I mean you know cussing listening to music that's inappropriate watching inappropriate things yeah and then they go to the house of god you know and expect um to feel the presence of god and then since they don't feel the presence of god their love grows cold like it says you know and i think it's so important to talk about these things you know for a personal you know perspective or for a personal um how can i say it you know, for a personal gain, but also for the gain of others that are listening so they could realize that these are the last days and that, you know, we have to really give it the attention that it deserves because, I mean, if Jesus talked about it over and over again, it's because it's, you know, something that's going to happen. And if we've seen the word of God, it's been coming true. I mean, there's no other book, you know, there's no other book that has predicted this many events you know so we know the word of god is 100 percent true so yes. it's just so important for us to talk about these different points you know now you were saying about uh you know giving giving fruit you know and, uh, and people christians are now doing stuff that they shouldn't do you know and you know and you said that it's, also, it's important for us right and also for others why because because of us you know of the way that we act we're giving an example to non-Christian people. And and if they see us, you know, like, you know, they're like, oh, he's Christian, but he does the same thing as I do. So, I mean, what's the difference? And that's why people, uh, they, they talk bad about Christians and, and they talk bad about, about Christ because uh, we give a bad example, you know? And it's sad. Honestly, it is sad. It is. You know, but also another, another thing that I want to say is, uh, a few days, a few days ago, I was watching this video on YouTube, and it said that the three top lies of the devil, you know, and, and the first one it was like, the devil says that God does not exist, 
He's like, you know what? Believe in science. You know, science disapproves uh, God. Science uh, gives proof that God does not exist. Believe in science. Don't believe in the Bible. Believe in science. That's what, that's what the devil says, you know? The second line is tell people at church what they've done. Right? Tell them the good stuff. Remind them of the remind them of the good stuff that they've done for the church. You know, oh, you did this, you preach, you sing, you do this, you do that. You know, and you know you're you're good, you're good, buddy. You know, like you only to read the Bible, you only to pray. You know, you go to church every single day. You know, you're good. You know, and that's a lie that the devil says. You know, and a lot of people believe it. You know, they think that just by going to church, that's how they're gonna get saved. And it's sadly that isn't the way, you know. Then the third lie, you know, the biggest, the biggest lie is you have time. You have time. You have time to repent. You have time to, to do this, to do that, you know. The the coming of Christ is not until like a few years after, you know, like like it's not gonna come right now, you know. You just you, you're young, you know, you got time. You just do whatever you want. That that's a, a big lie of the devil says to people and deceives people with that lie you know because people I've, I've heard people say they're like reuben you know I, i'm young you know i, I don't really think that the church is, the church is for me you know i believe that you know since i'm young i, I want to do stuff that other young people do you know and that's a big lie you know that you have time you know because the time and, and the date nobody knows when god's going to come to pick his uh, his people up, you know, his church. Nobody knows, right? And and even if he was about to come in in about two years, you know, what guarantees you that tomorrow you're gonna wake up? What guarantees you that today you're gonna get home, right, and 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 go to sleep, you know? What guarantees you that right now in ten minutes you're not, you're not gonna die in a car crash? What guarantees you that, you know? So. We don't have time, you know. The time is now to repent, to look for God, you know, because we don't we really don't want to be stuck in the end of times, you know, when, when the seven seals, the seven trumpets, the seven bowls of wrath come, you know. We really do, do not want to be here when these events occur. We want to be with uh, Christ when he picks us up. Any comment? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you talked you talked about different, you know, important points, and um, I find it interesting, you know, about that video that you watched about the three lies, you know, and I gotta admit, I mean, I'm guilty. I think I fell for. I at one point, I I had fell for, you know, if not two, all three of them, you know, thinking there is time, you know. I've been a Christian for about three years or so. Uh, born again and I mean there's things that um you know I've watched and I started to believe and things I've heard that I believed without checking you know the word of God and I think so many people fall into that mistake where just because you hear it somewhere it's true or because you see in the back of a, a Christian t-shirt you think it's true you know but uh, it's so important to go back into the Bible to go to the word you know and really check, double check, triple check to make sure that it is biblical, it is in the Word of God, and um, I just think that 
all these false prophets and um, these deceivers, you know, the, the devil is using them greatly. Yeah. I mean, they are moving. Like, they are not taking breaks. I mean, if you look at um, Christianity, uh, there's so much confusion, you know. But in reality, Jesus didn't come to establish another religion. You know, there was already a lot of religions. Jesus didn't come to establish a religion. He came to bring salvation. Yes. He came to bring, you know, his Holy Spirit. He came to bring love and all these things that religion doesn't offer. You know, because religion is just a bunch of rules that you follow and a bunch of routines and rituals and stuff like that. What Jesus wants with us in these final days is a relationship, you know, and he wants a relationship where we're able to, you know, go to him for whatever we need and go to him if we're struggling with sin and go to him with whatever problem we have. And I feel like we as Christians, as born-again Christians, we have a responsibility. Like you were talking about, our testimony talks a lot, you know. I mean, we can talk about the love of Christ all day and night, but our testimony has to talk for us. You know, the way that we dress, the way that we talk, you know, the way that we manage ourselves, everything. Um, It's so important for us to show that example, like you were saying, to the world in these end times. And like you said, we don't want to be here when, you know, the seven trumpets sound. We don't want to be here when the whole wrath of God, you know, falls upon this earth. We want to be with Jesus. We want to be with God. And I feel like, you know... We could go on hours talking about what's going to happen after the church is gone, after the rapture, after Jesus comes for us. But I think it's so important to talk about how to prepare. You know, what can we do to be prepared? And God doesn't ask for that much of us. He wants us to love, first of all, Him with all all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, and love one another. I mean, that's the start right there. You know, and in reality, the, Jesus himself said that all all his commandments are wrapped up in in one, which is love one another. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. And it's so important for us to really love because, you know, when we love others, we realize that Jesus, you know, is living in us. And in reality, you know, I feel like a lot of people in these end times, they instead of that love they're getting filled up with hate and if we you know stop looking for god in prayer and his word and fasting um we're going to be deceived i was listening to a preacher on facebook you know i like to watch some some of the facebook lives that they do of different churches and stuff like that especially with the quarantine and everything going on you know i take advantage because i'm able to listen to different pastors and stuff like that so um, I'm not quick to um, believe everything that they say, right? Because we know that there's so many different beliefs out there, and not all preachers are preaching the true gospel. So I was listening to this one um, message, and it was that motivational speaker, Eric Thomas. Um, I know a lot of people have heard of him. He's huge, you know, on Instagram, YouTube. He's got millions of followers uh, worldwide, and they invited him to a ministry, a Christian ministry, and they had him preaching, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm sure he knows a little bit about Christ and about the gospel. And I, he started off good, you know, 
he started off reading the Bible. He started preaching on some uh, really important verses. And then he was talking about, you don't have to pray anymore. You don't have to pray. You don't have to fast. He was talking about, you know, how we don't have to do those things anymore. He said, Jesus or God already told you what you need to do. And I think that so many people watching those videos are, you know, they'll believe and they'll be like, you know what? Eric Thomas told me I don't have to pray anymore. I don't have to fast. So, I mean, God already told me what I need to do, right? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, in reality, what did Jesus say? I mean, we have to keep praying. We have to pray without, without ceasing, you know. And there's things that only with fasting and prayer, you know. There's certain things that we have to we have to do that for for that problem to be fixed, you know, by Jesus. Because our flesh, you know, if we let our flesh take over our flesh, yeah. I mean, we'll guide our life. You know, we the Bible talks about the spirit and the flesh being enemies. You know, and um, there's so many important verses that we could touch today, but um, I want to go ahead and you know. I don't want to just stay at that verse. I think um, we, we can go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, I want to read um, chapter chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Amen. I think it's so important to touch as much of the word as we can because um, the word's the one that's going to, you know, touch the hearts of those that are listening. And the word's the one, it's the one that's going to cause those people to repent and turn to Jesus. So, um, I mean, I can ramble for hours about my perspective, but I want to hear what God's perspective is. And um, it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5, it says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unpeaceable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. So that's another important verse that we're, we want to look at today. And um, I want to see what your opinion is on this verse or on this this chapter of uh, Second Timothy. Well, mostly, mostly, uh, you can see that now, mostly, because there's a lot of people that, you know, they love themselves themselves, you know, they have a big ego. We see a lot of preachers that they have a, a big ego in themselves, you know, they, they love us of money. You know, I've heard preachers say, you know, you got to give me this amount of money if you want me to go to your church. Like, okay, I, I get it. You know, like, okay, you got to have money to go with gas. You know, but there's people that just, like, don't care. Uh, they, they care just about the money. They don't care about about uh, people's salvation. You know, like, uh, I heard this uh, preacher once say, he's like, on the radio, he was like, bring $2,000 right now. And I'll pray for you. <laughs> uh, that's that's funny to me. It's funny, why? Because I mean, prayer it should be free. I mean, uh, and then this guy was just saying, "Bring two two thousand dollars, and I'll pray for you now." And I'm like, nah, you know, because <laughs> those are lovers of money. That's what they are, you know. And and it's sad, 
you know, it says proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, you know. We have a lot of people that are very disobedient to parents, you know. And and uh, I'm like, I sometimes get surprised. I'm like, wow, I like how disobedient, you know, people are to their parents nowadays, you know, like, like that type of behavior, we, we wouldn't see that, like, in the 90s, you know, I mean, in the, in the 70s. You know, I wasn't alive at that time, but, you know, I've heard, you know, people saying, like, you know, kids wouldn't act this way before. Now we have kids talking back to their parents, you know, we have kids, you know, that they just, you know, they do whatever they want, you know, and, you know, I asked the parents, I'm like, why don't you do anything about it? And they're just like, you know, they don't listen. But why? Because they don't have, uh, 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 they don't tell them who's the ruler, you know, who's, who's the one that's in charge of the house. And I have my parents telling me, okay, you live under this roof. You got to obey the rules that we have in this home, you know? And I do. I obey them. You know why? Because we have the love of God. You know, there's people that don't have the love of God and they just don't obey, you know? I'm thinking that what we're seeing in these verses, we, we already, we're already seeing them right now, actually. The, the end of times is, is near, honestly. It is. It's time for us to repent, time for us to look for God. You know, let's not wait until it's too late. Because when it's too late, you know, there's nothing to do anymore, you know. Let's not right. wait. Let's not wait, you know. Let's, right now, if you're listening to me right now on the podcast, you know, I would recommend you to pray to God, you know, and, and just tell him sorry. And truly repent from all your sins, you know. I get it. We're all sinners, you know. We all sin. Nobody's perfect. But let's not use that excuse to not try to be perfect. Okay, we're not perfect, but we should try to be perfect. We should try. Because the Bible also says, be perfect like my Father in heaven is perfect. Which, I mean, for an earth is impossible. But we should try, at least. We should try to not do this, not do that, you know. If we know it's bad, don't do it, you know. All right? And any last words, Amanda Salvador, before we, have, we, before we end the podcast? Yeah, so you talked about, you know, repenting. And I think it's so important to get to the point. Like you said, um, for the viewers that are listening, for the listeners that are listening to, through Spotify or whatever method, um, I was I was listening to a teaching uh, at our church at our local church, and it was a Sunday school teaching, and it said we have to use all the methods in these last days to reach people, and all types of media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, um, phone calls, letters, whatever we can to reach these people and to tell them that the only way to be saved is through Jesus Christ, Amen. of turning away from your sins, trusting Jesus with your heart, and pray, pray, ask him to come into your life until he does, because he will. He listens to those that repent, you know. So if you're listening right now and you feel like you, you're you're empty, you feel like, you know, you're, you have so much going on in your life, Jesus is calling, and he waits for you with his arms open, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that... God will take care of everything in your life. He will take control of everything. Amen. It's just about, you know, trusting Jesus 
as your only Lord and Savior and just pray till he comes into your life. I'm not going to say say this prayer and you are saved. No, because you really have to repent, you know, have a repentance that is sincere and ask him to come into your life. You know, the Lord of Lords and Savior of Saviors, and he will. And um, I want to touch a verse on First of John um, chapter 1, verse 15, and it talks about the world. It's so easy to fall into into the um, worldly behavior and worldly practices. Um, I mean, there's Christians nowadays that celebrate Halloween, you know, and that's a different topic, you know. But if you look at Halloween, it's a demonic holiday. It is, you know, it's a demonic celebration. And I mean, we could talk, we could have a different episode talking about just Halloween and what's going on, you know, during that celebration. But I just want to read verse 15, uh, 1 of John. 1 of John, chapter 1, verse 15. It says, sorry, it's actually chapter 2, verse 15. And it says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. And, um, yeah, so anyone that's listening right now, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say, come to Jesus. Amen. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. I'm not going to say that it's going to be perfect. I'm not going to say that you're not going to suffer you're not going to go through difficult times because we all have to go through those times. But wouldn't you rather go through tough times with Jesus, with God on your side? I think you would. So I I recommend that we talk, you know, that we all repent. We all turn to Jesus and he will take complete control of our life. And so we've tried so many times to take control of our own life and We've done it for so long, and it hasn't gotten us anywhere good. So let God take complete control of your life. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and I'm sure you won't regret it. And those are my final words. I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to um, be on this podcast, and I hope that um, at least one life will come to Christ by listening to this. Amen. All right. Thank you, Brother Salvador, for being on the podcast, on the show. This has been Ruben Jr., and this is the Doorway to Heaven show. God bless.